Hi, Filmatics. Welcome to part two. And also, we probably have Girls Guide to Investing listening to us today and possibly, oh, Ghostly Stories and Strange Things podcast. So I want to welcome back Joe St. Pierre, who is a graphic writer, artist, and commercial artist who is known for Spider-Man. Let's welcome him back. Welcome back to the show, Joe St. Pierre. Thank you. I love that music. I feel like I should be coming in like floating on a comet or something like that. So cool. <laughs> yeah, we got to have superhero music for for <laughs> a graphic writer, artist, commercial artist, and also the owner of um, publishing company Astronaut Inc. And uh, we want to remind everyone, Joe has illustrated characters on Spider-Man from Venom, and to Fabian Castell. So we're we're going to talk about those in this section. So everyone listening, we're going to finally get to Joe's penciling Spider-Man and Venom and all the stuff. And then part three, we'll probably talk about his publishing company and his, his sold out, right? You sold out and you've sold over mm-hmm. 2 million comic books. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Someone send me some money and buy my, my, my children's books, right? <laughs> and they're all in my closet. I bought them all myself. Yay. <laughs> okay. So we were just finishing up talking about our favorite directors and you love David Lynch um, and really the Elfin Man. And then we talked about um, uh, Apocalypse Now, who um, the writer of that. Francis Ford. Coppola. Yeah, amazing. We do talk about um, Apocalypse Now a lot. Even me as a female, a girl, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're allowed to say that I'm an older generation, that's my my heritage. That's the way we talk. So please mm-hmm. um, let me, you know, it's a two-way street. Love and kindness, two-way street. I respect your stuff. Please respect mine because that's how I was taught for over so long. <laughs> so, um, so, yes. Um, and um, I have to give credit where credit is due. John Milius is also uh, the writer on Apocalypse Now. So I, I uh, missed him. And I apologize to John Milius. Yeah. And then, um, the and then yeah. And um, oh, so because I want to ask you, so your favorite directors, how did you start learning to storyboard and does directing help you or like how do you? You know, how do you pick like when you just have the eyes only or you choose like the whole body or like how do you storyboard? Like, do you have a process? A lot of that was instinctive, like ever since the day I was drawing Super Clown and Space Goof, you know, I kind of just instinctively kind of broke that stuff down and learned on the job, so to speak. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how to answer that question. It depends on the conditions of the story and what the story, the, the type of story it is. Um, for instance, you know, um, uh, an intense, you know, an intense scene might dictate or might be best served by, you know, close-ups from one character to the other because the emotions might be very high. Or, you know, another story, the same circumstance might be better served by the environment. So a wider shot. It's really kind of, uh, uh, it's a storyboard artist's duty to kind of serve the story. I guess that's the best way to look at it. And because I had a comic book background, um, it was kind of an easy transition for me to do storyboard work for commercials and animation, stuff like that. Oh, amazing. You just have to learn, you have to learn the camera language, you know, there's certain technical terms, you know, to, uh, to use in storyboarding for animation and commercial art and stuff like that. But once you learn that, it's a fairly 
for me, I thought it was uh, an easy transition. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. And um, uh, I have a question. So you went to college and you went to this amazing top school in New York. And then so what was your first job? Like, how did you what was the how did you get to Marvel? So we can talk about your pension. How did we get to Marvel? Yes, how did we get to Marvel? <laughs> Yep, to Marvel. Well, I started at a company called Valiant, which was founded and started by many Marvel Comics alumni, a gentleman named Jim Shooter and another person named Bob Layton, who did a lot of Iron Man work. Um, a lot of the material that Bob contributed to Iron Man was adapted into the movies that we've seen in the last few years now. Um, and a gentleman named Barry Windsor Smith, who is probably one of the greatest comic artists in the last 40, 50 years. Um, so they were like the, um, they were like the editors and the editor in chief, uh, of Valiant. So I cut my teeth there, learned the craft and really hunkered down and, uh, learned the process at Valiant. And from Valiant, um, I built up a portfolio that was strong enough to get me into Marvel comics. So it was all one thing you got to know about me, Marilyn, is I wanted to draw Spider-Man ever since I was drawing Super Clown, you know, since I was a child. And so I remember being 10 years old and sending my Spider-Man drawings to Marvel. And I had full expectation that they would call me and say, hey, we want you to draw Spider-Man. But I got my first rejection letter from Marvel Comics when I was 10. Oh my so. gosh. Wait, you sent your drawing of Spider-Man to Marvel? Yeah. How do you even know yeah. where to send your drawing to Spider to Marvel? Like you well, knew I was a, I was a good reader and I noticed, you know, in a certain uh, on a certain page they have all the, you know, the address for the publisher and where to send your letters and things like that. I was a good reader, so I learned all that stuff and just copied the address on an envelope and put my drawings in and sent it along. And then I get this rejection letter and I'm like 10 years old. I'm like, what is this crap? I got things to do here. What is this rejection stuff? Oh <laughs> so my gosh. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand why I was getting this letter. I thought it was a mistake. <laughs> so ever since then, it was, it's been my goal. You know, I grew up on Spider-Man comics, Spider-Man uh, cartoons, Spider-Man toys. So it was my mission in life for a long time. <laughs> to draw Spider-Man from Marvel Comics. So uh, after, uh, after a certain amount of time at Valiant, I felt my stuff was good enough. I felt it was time. And so a friend of mine took me to Marvel Comics, uh, uh, you know, to kind of introduce me around to the editors. And I got short, long story short, I got a job offer that day. Oh my god, wait, so, your friend so brought you into Marvel. So what's it like? Can yes. you tell because we're all we're we we're not we're not in Marvel. Our audience is <laughs> around the world. We're in different countries. Yeah. Tell us what it's like to go into Marvel. Yeah, well, it was it was kind of fun actually. And and granted it may be different now. They've moved since then and they have different staff than when I first cracked the industry. Um, but it was uh it was a great like I, uh, the best word to describe it was kinetic. Like there was, um, imagine like a floor in a building in New York City and around the periphery, there were the uh, offices and it, that was like editorial, like people who were publishing Avengers or Spider-Man, each editor who was handling, say there was one editor that handled Spider-Man and then there's another editor that handled the Avengers and there's another editor that handled the X-Men. 
right? So they all had their offices along the periphery of the floor. And in the center was basically the production, you know, a lot of the lettering, the preparation of the artwork for printing and stuff like that. That was kind of all happening in the center of the room. So people were kind of flowing in and out. It was like an anthill, you know, people were flowing in and out of people's offices into the center area, coming back. It was very kinetic. It was, it was kind of fun. Did, There's did, a lot of energy there. Did you get to meet Stan Lee? I met Stan uh, once very briefly, but it wasn't at Marvel. It was at a convention. Uh, a friend of mine uh, introduced me to him. He was, uh, he was Stan Lee. He's got like a persona that he, he kind of approaches people with, you know, like, how you doing kid? You know, that, that kind of attitude. So I had, I did meet Stan. It was, it was fun. And I also met Spy Stan. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, but Spider-Man was created by um, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, uh, two gentlemen. Uh, Steve was the artist primarily and the storyteller. And, um, Stan was the writer, and I also met Steve Ditko uh, on on a couple occasions too. And that was quite great. You know, these are the guys that created my uh, you know my comics idol, so to speak. So that was a lot of fun, and I kind of embarrassed myself uh, in front of Steve because uh, I'm not very good with uh, talking with people that I admire. You know, the, my idols. So I don't. I don't know what to say. So very often I'll screw up, you know, I'm a social screw up in that way. So uh, when I first met Steve, my boss introduced me, he goes, Joe, this is Steve Ditko. And I shook his hand and I was like, wow, your history. <laughs> and, and I meant it in a complimentary way, but you know, then there's also like your history, like you're done. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I totally, uh, you know, after I walked away from that, I wanted to uh, jump out the window. Uh, I felt very embarrassed by that. Oh no! I think he gets. I think he would get it. Oh, did he look yeah, at you I like? Hope, oh, do you think I'm old? Like, no, I don't. Uh, no, I don't think he did. He's he's a very low key guy, so uh, he didn't. You know, he didn't have a dramatic reaction or anything like that. I think he took it well, and I, I hope he. I hope he understood my intention at least <laughs> i think but. so i think so because you're you're you worked you you worked there well so can you tell us like so what did you send him what artwork was it um was it a superman or was it other characters or you mean when i was 10 or when, when i was accepted. when i first cracked when you first uh, cracked the egg yeah okay well i was the creator of a series at valiant um i was the co-creator rather of a series called secret weapons that i wrote and drew and Secret Weapons sold, the first issue of Secret Weapons sold 600,000 copies. There was a speculator boom in the industry, and I kind of benefited from that. Um, sold a lot of comics back in the day. So I had samples of the stories that I had written and drawn. And so a, a good editor will see, oh, he can handle, you know, he can handle action. He can handle quiet scenes. So he can, he, he doesn't, a good editor doesn't, exactly need to see spider-man drawings to know that they can draw spider-man you know a good editor will say this looks good for this kind of character and so uh, when i showed the my samples they were from the series that i had co-created and um and the the editor was like hey how about a job gave me a plot <laughs> and did you start so, right away on spider-man or did you get to start yeah that was well i um 
there have there are multiple versions of Spider-Man, and this one, um, especially nowadays, it's very relevant because they have something called the Spider Verse. Have you ever heard of that term? I think so. There, yeah. There's a movie. Yeah, there's an animated movie that just came out a couple of years ago. It's called Into the Spider Verse, and it's basically this story about alternate realities coming together and all these different spider people from different universes coming together. And so one of those characters is uh, a future version of Spider-Man. He's called Spider-Man 2099. So that was my first gig. It wasn't Peter Parker Spider-Man with the red and blue costume with the webs. It was the future version, Spider-Man 2099. But I was drawing Spidey 2099 the same way I would draw regular Spider-Man. So again, that kind of helped me get work at the, at the proper Spider-Man office, you know. <laughs> You know, they see he can draw the future of future version of Spider-Man very well, so he can draw a regular Spider-Man very well too. That's the assumption. Now, do so you, that's how it worked out. Do you remember the day when they said you're drawing Spider-Man? Oh yeah. Can you yeah, tell? Sure. Can you walk us a little bit through? Was it a phone call? What was it? Did they give you popcorn? Did they give you candy? Was it over a dinner in Beverly Hills with steak? What was it? Well, like I said, it was in the Marvel office. My friend Kenny had taken me in. Um, he had shown know? me to the he had he had shown me to the editor introduced me to the editor of the Hulk comics and the Hulk editor said oh your work is very good here's a test I'm going to give you a test uh, a story to test you out on the Hulk and I was like okay thank you very much and so Kenny took me to uh, the next editor's office and he was doing the Spider-Man 2099 series and he said and I said I just got a test from the Hulk office and he was like, you don't need a test. Here's a job. And he literally handed me, <laughs> he handed me the script essentially. So oh I was like, gosh. okay, cool. So that's how it happened. It was like that quick. And I find it's that, that way throughout my career. I'm not sure if you have this experience. Like if people want you or they're interested in your work, you get the call like that day. It's like right. dating. If you have to wait a week or two. Yeah, maybe it's like that kind of initial energy, right? It's, um, it's weird that way. Yeah, like so one is like, uh, so so Hulk missed out on you drawing them, right? Or did you draw? That's ever, right. Did the you Hulk ever... missed out. <laughs> the Hulk's going, shoot, shoot, next time faster, <laughs> faster. And you're like, this is my, my little boy's dream. You know, I, and, and did you just, did you ever tell them that like they rejected you at 10 years old? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. It's you been a while a now, so I'm not sure. And, uh, that's, that was something that I kind of discovered in my many moves. I think I moved at one point and it kind of came up out of the, out of a box that I hadn't been in, in many years. So I'm not sure I actually, uh, told those. Okay. I don't think they needed to know about that, but you were like, what? Yeah. yeah. And, um, can I just share like, okay, my, I did attempt a drawing, but it's probably like very cartoon and very like two-year-old drawing. Cause I got these characters called the stinks. And uh, so I pair them up with different people. I hope it's okay. They paired them on Spider-Man. So I I put them in Spider-Man costumes. They're like three skunks. (laughs) Mia Mozart and um, uh, Mia Mozart. I can't believe I forgot the other one and um, Mugsley. And so they're in Spider-Man costumes and they fight the bad guy. And I made a little video and TikTok likes those. Cause like, everyone's like, can you show us something from your um, audio? So I tried mm-hmm. like drawing, I did my best, but it's like very color book drawing. And I did do my first official, you know, attempt 
of a two-year-old's uh-huh. drawing at Spider-Man. It was kind of fun because I made up my own character. There was the bad guy and he has code plumbing and they had to like help. And I just made, because I just learned editing and uh, it takes so much time and so long to do. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Yeah. So are you going to show me a drawing? Where's the drawing? I, I can show, I can send you a TikTok video. I'm like sneakies on TikTok. Oh, a sneaky. oh I thought you were okay yeah Should I look I, online? yeah I, uh, my tiktok is sneakies and i put them on there and i'll show too because i also did a little drawing with um my friend jeffrey kramer he sent me like a thanksgiving of a turkey swimming in the ocean with jaws about to get him so i go well what kind of card can i how can i beat a card when he gives me jaws you know what i mean for thanksgiving yeah so yeah. i drew the skunks mia mozart and mugsley uh they're fishing with french fries and um they um lure you know try to lure the fish with um the french fry and then jaws comes out <laughs> how do you spell sneakies i want to see this thing s-n-e-a-k-i-e-s like sneakies well because okay, my author's name yeah, is sir herbert sneakies sir herbert sneakies <laughs> so sneakies for short and uh and they blast jaws with with their stink bombs oh great yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Okay. And where where are the sneakies in this mix? How far do I? Have oh, pick about. Well, but um, we got like fifteen minutes left. But I want to get to how you started your own publishing company and oh, your, okay. and your books because you know it's all about you right now. It's all about okay. You. But I just want to tell people how hard it was. It's and, and I was doing it with a uh, injured hand, and I'm not really a drawer, but sometimes people like when you write children's stories, like, can you show us some art or, but, but the kids just wanted something to see from always just mm-hmm. listening to audio. And I'm like, I'm working on the visuals. Maybe a studio will say yes. I'm hoping for my yes soon that they will mm-hmm. turn an audio, but okay. So, so you're at Spider-Man, you're having the best time of your life. Like, did you celebrate? Can you tell, share us that? What did you do for fun? Like, oh my God, I'm drawing Spider-Man. Did you get all your boys and your friends and moms go out on a, like a yacht and do something? Did you do anything wild to celebrate? Uh, yeah, I probably got loaded and fell down the stairs and <laughs> ran on the subway tracks. <laughs> You're like, are, are your hands, um, do you, do you insure your, your hands? Because my right hand it got injured from a dog attack. So, and now I had to oh. learn how to draw with like, you know, hurt hands and fingers. So do you have your hands insured? You should probably insure them. <laughs> Uh, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, now you're making me nervous. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but because like, you know, <laughs> something going to happen. No, 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 no. The ghosts are protecting you in Salem. No, but, right. uh, but yeah, I, I mean, spirits. yeah. So I'm going to ask you. So, so you're at Marvel, you're doing Spider-Man and you're, they, you're like the number one. Like when I say the, the number one penciling, penciling of the most issues, cause you're that good. Right. Well, I penciled the most number one issues, which means that a lot of people like to start reading their comic books with the first chapter. Um, I wasn't like that as a kid. I just picked up comics and read them randomly. But a lot of people nowadays are impressed by uh, a series and they'll start it with issue number one. So I use that as a selling point because um, I did a lot of mini series and a lot of special comics with Spider-Man and with his cast that all had number one comic books. So that's appealing to certain comic fans in the industry nowadays. Oh. And that's how I kind of, that's how I kind of broadcast, uh, I broadcast my street cred. Um, You've in, got in street a fa- cred. In a, fast, in a fast way. You know, when you're at a convention and there's 10 to 100,000 people walking by your table, you need to kind of grab them, you know, you need to, 
if people aren't there to see you specifically, uh, they're impulse buyers, right? So uh, I need to appeal to as many people as possible. So when I tell people that I drew Spider-Man, there that gives that that gives me a certain level of credibility in the fan world, right? And when I tell people I've drawn the most number one issues of Spider-Man, that gives me that extra level of cred, right? So and you got that's kind of how I that's kind of kind of how I use the phrase. Yeah, perfect. And you sold over 2 million comic books and you've done Marvel, DC, Image, Valiant Comics. You've also worked for clients, MTV, Capstone, Discovery Channel, Nickelodeon, hi Nick, Warner Brothers, um, Cartoon Networks, uh, all the people that like I would love to meet, right? (laughs) New York Uh Times, The Wall Street Journal, Uh Sony, PBS, The Amazing Creskin and Activision. And so let's get to like, okay, so your publishing company, when did you start your publishing company, Astronaut? And let's talk about some of your properties, Blue Blood, Megahertz, and the sold-out new Zodiac. Uh, well, unofficially, my first creator-owned comic book was in nine, 1997. I did that through Image Comics, which is the third largest publisher of comics. And um, Image was a creator-friendly uh, comics publisher. You could They would publish your books. And unlike Marvel or DC, you could retain ownership of your characters. If you work for Marvel or DC, you create unique characters for Marvel or DC. You don't own them. You, Marvel or DC, the publisher, owns the property. So you're essentially a work for hire in Marvel or DC's eyes. That's not the case with Image. With Image Comics, they're a facilitator for creators to get their stories out. And... And so um, you get to keep the ownership of your property. So my first, my first creator-owned property was through Image, and that was called Megahertz. That was kind of like a Frankenstein in the future uh, killer cyborg story kind of thing. And uh, it was actually very, very uh, prescient, actually. It predicted a lot of the things that have happened in the u.s in the last four to six years it's pretty crazy oh are you you saying megahertz is like the simpsons it's very much like the simpsons yeah go check it out everyone uh, my my pitch at the time was it's frankenstein meets the simpsons there was a lot of social commentary but it was you know it was conveyed through this monster assassin story so yeah, in that regard, it, it was like The Simpsons. You're right. I hadn't thought of that because they do. They say that The Simpsons kind of predicts a lot of things, right? Yeah, it's like it's like what that was on The Simpsons, right? <laughs> How do they do that? They've been around 30, yeah. 30 some years, and, yeah. and also everyone can listen to David Silverman podcast on Filmatics where he plays a tuba. It's awesome to hear. No, so, that was great. I listened to that. Yeah, one. we have fun, fun on the show. We have fun. Yes. And then, so you have megahertz, and then like, tell us about the next one. Uh, what other? And then, in, and then in '05, I basically said, okay, I'm just going to publish my own stuff, and I created a, a one-shot graphic novel called Bold Blood, which is kind of like Game of Thrones meets Saving Private Ryan. It's like all these medieval warriors. And none of them have royal bloodlines and none of them have magic swords. Uh, And they go out on an excursion to save the town and they don't all come back. So I was killing major characters before Game of Thrones, the whole thing. Uh, (laughs) So you got a Game of Thrones one? Yeah, yeah. 
like Game of Thrones. Like, so that is the uh, blood. What is the name? Blood. It's called Bold Blood. Bold Blood. So it's so it's yes. like kind of like if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, check out Bold Blood. Please do. It's a, a blast. And where do they look? Where do they go online? They go to. You can go to astronautinc.com or uh, joesaintpierre.com. It's the same website. And just kind of email me. There's contact links on the website. You can just email me and ask for a copy, and, and I'll work that out for you. The site is kind of, we're still building the store for the website, so it's not quite finished yet. But you could find Bold Blood probably anywhere on eBay or Amazon. Um, but if you want to get it directly through me, just go to the website, joesaintpierre.com. Oh, can you can you take care of our listeners by signing it or something? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. That's one of the benefits, right? Of working with working with the creator. Oh, yeah. I even do remarks where you do little drawings on the comic book. That's very popular nowadays, too. So you can get that on Amazon. No. So our listeners, you hear that if you're a fan of comic books, you heard it live. Just say you heard Joe St. Pierre on Filmatics. He's going to do a little special, special. What do you call it? A recreator? Yeah, it's called a remark, a remark sketch. Yep. Okay. And then, and then talk about the, uh, the last one, the the one that sold out. Yeah. New Zodiacs was my most recent property. Um, uh, I published that originally in 2015 and the first issue sold out through the distributors in the comic shops and stuff. So I'm relaunching that. I took a hiatus to do the Fabian Cousteau expedition series and now I'm relaunching that. And you can go on Kickstarter. Maybe you can give them a link in your um, social media or something, Marilyn. Absolutely. You can go on the Kickstarter right now and order the relaunch phase two of New Zodiacs. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to also um, put you on Girls Guide to Investing. So if anyone listens okay. to um, a finance podcast and, and Girls Guide to Investing, we have like wealth managers of billionaires. We've got the, um, a, the, a 19-year-old who's best-selling book on finance. So uh-huh. um, do do um, check out that one if you like that and, um, you know, support his podcast. We, we love we love it when people support. And if you like, um, subscribe, give us five stars. If you want to donate, the links are in the below. We always appreciate them. And so, so um, anything else you want to tell us, um, like what's new on the horizon for you? It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Marilyn. This is a new thing for me. Um, well, the new Zodiacs is a loosely based on the signs of the Zodiac, right? So there, I, uh, the overall concept of the series is that there are 12 characters who can channel the cosmic energies of the Zodiac. And right now, if you go on the Kickstarter, you'll see the first one, Aquarius. But I'm going to roll out. Uh, I'm going to roll out a graphic novel for each of the signs. So um, we talked about this in the previous episode. The Pisces character is a Ghostbuster. She communicates with the dead trapped on Earth. Her name is Cricket, and she's the new Pisces. And her her graphic novel will come out in the fall. So if you contribute to the Aquarius Kickstarter, which is live now. I'll send you notifications when the the second volume comes out, which has Pisces in it. Oh, and I want to tell everyone that Joe is also the co-creator of the Fabi, Fabian Custo Expedition series, published by Simon and Schuster, and the fourth volume, oh. Hawaii's 
sea turtle rescue. It sounds so cute. And um, yeah, because I have Charlie the Dolphin Adventures. It's super, super, super cute. So I love underwater. My dad was a diver his whole life. So that oh, sounds no so kidding. cute. Well, you know, we're going to invite you back because, um, you know, you we have so much to talk about. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. So, Joe, Joe, can you just say your social media and your website so our listeners can just keep up, keep in touch with you? Sure. Just go to joestpierre.com and all the social media links are there. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, email, Instagram. I'm all over the place. So that's uh, joestpierre.com and his website mm -hmm. is astronautinc.com and uh -huh. and also pop art properties so like you know maybe some of our, our director producers come on the show will say hey marilyn i really like joe oh and let's make a series with him i'm like yes let's do it because uh <laughs> he's got amazing film franchises and you have lots of ips ready to go right i really do i really do they're ready to go and There's at least eight, seven of them now. Seven IPs, you hear that? Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully, you know, manager, producer, director will call you or call me and say, hey, can we make an introduction? I'll say, absolutely. Want to thank our listeners for coming back for part two and listening to us weekly, making us a, a, a hit podcast. And that's why I keep bringing amazing um, writer, director, producers like Joe St. Pierre. So fantastic to meet you. Thank you for sharing your wonderful story about Spider-Man and all your creative endeavors wow i had a blast thanks look forward to chatting here again you're welcome thank you everyone for listening and talk to you next week and thank you if you can um subscribe hit the five stars if you'd like to donate buy me coffee sneakies or paypal anonymous content thank you everyone have a beautiful week until next podcast of a writer director you're gonna love it